Hello, 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 and welcome to episode one of You Didn't Ask Us, But. We're your hosts, Ashley. And Stefania, and welcome to episode one of the podcast. So to give you a little bit of a background on us, I'm a psychiatric nursing student currently at the moment. And I am graduating with my degree in psychology and a minor in counseling and human development. Which leads us into the fact that we are not professionals nor are we experts in this field at all. However, these are conversations that we really care about and are extremely passionate and usually talk about on our day-to-day basis. And we really want to just have these conversations and start fostering open dialogue with all of you. So we would love to know your feedback. So with that being said, y'all, welcome to You Didn't Ask But. The idea of goal setting versus intention setting Um, what are some unrealistic goals that you set for yourself last year? Um, and how did your experience with them kind of go at the beginning of the year? Do you even remember really what they were and how did you make a shift for this year? Oh, that's my favorite question because I think that a lot of people probably set a very similar goal because when I hear a lot of people talk about their goals for the year, it seems to be very geared towards I'm putting this in quotations, but like health. So let's say like diet culture or financial stability within a month when you're in like thousands of dollars in debt. But so mine definitely, I think I like... If I close my eyes, I can't see that I'm in debt. No, never. Oh my God. Not debt. Goal has been reached. (laughs) I literally love that. If I never open up my bank app, I'll never know. I'll never know. I'll never know. Oh, God. Yeah. So I think that that was a lot of my goals was looking at it and being like, I want to lose X amount of weight. I want to have X amount of money. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. They were so unattainable. I'm like <laughs> looking at myself and be like, why? Why was that what I was going to correlate with what was going to make me happy? Well, that's what we're taught at such a young age. Like you do goal setting in kindergarten really mm-hmm. kindergarten all the way through elementary school and high school and something that's particularly bothered me this year probably because I've been more aware of it within the last like month or so mm-hmm. but it's the way that companies push us towards feeling guilty mm. about yep. staying stagnant mm-hmm. if that makes sense not even staying stagnant but like all of my emails within the first week of January mm-hmm. were sign up for this gym, sign up for this like ebook about nutrition, um, learn more about how you can burn fat quickly, mm-hmm. buy all of this new athletic gear. Here are all of these new health products that you should be using. Here's yeah. 14 different supplements. Here's 14 different like water bottle options and probiotic strains and all of this shit. But mm-hmm. it's like, I, I don't want to feel pressured into change mm-hmm. and I I think that when you feel pressured into change it's a temporary fix it's mm-hmm. a temporary change because it's not internal like you're not the one who's wanting to change it's the like not even society telling you to change but just like feeling pressured from all sides that yeah. like something you're doing is not even wrong, but could be improved upon. Could be improved upon. Do you find that, because, like, that looks kind of like hustle culture. Do you find that that 
like because we live in such a social media world right now that that plays a really key role into why a lot of people set goals or look at goals because we're so surrounded Mm -hmm. by all these influence who are telling us yep if you just do this you'll like look like me and do these things to be like me or have all this money like me a hundred percent I think um I think two things with social media recently um that I've been experiencing and I don't know if it's the, the people that I'm following or like the content that shows up on my explore page but like it's been almost like a 50-50 mm-hmm. split between the people that I follow that are, like, moving away from this idea of unrealistic goal setting mm-hmm. um, and more just, like, you don't have to make a change. You don't have to cut out foods. You don't have to start exercising again. Mm-hmm. Like, you are perfect the way that you are. And, like, if you want to make a change, you will make a change kind of thing. And yeah. then I have the other 50% that are, like... I'm doing this 30-day get-ripped-with-me muscle challenge and we're going to be only drinking protein shakes for all three meals and we're going to get so (laughs) ripped and uh, do you know what I mean? Or it's like, I'm losing 30 pounds this year and I'm like, let's take um, a very close um, friend of mine, for example, Mm. her goal this year um, is to lose 15 pounds quit smoking, um, start exercising five days a week, and overall just be a happier person. And I'm sitting here, and as she was telling me this, I'm like, how can you put happiness on the same list as all of your other goals that are so a unrealistic none they're not healthy goals and that's what I don't understand no sometimes and I don't understand but I also I'm guilty of this it's like how is how is pushing yourself towards something healthy like something unrealistic how is that healthy how is losing 15 pounds unless you are actually like severely overweight and that's a health issue Mm -hmm. and you need to lose weight to save your life or live a healthier life overall Mm -hmm. like and even that like this friend of mine she wants to lose 15 pounds in a couple months she's like yeah I'll lose five pounds a week (gasps) okay and I'm like that is so unhealthy yeah and like something that I don't something I'm really learning um through struggling Mm -hmm. is deprivation will always lead to binging. Mm-hmm. When you deprive yourself of anything in any capacity, it's going to lead to binging. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of, like, goals that aren't, like, specific, manageable goals mm-hmm. are toxic. Totally. And let's, for a second, talk about the fact, like, have you ever had a moment where you've set a unattainable goal gotten to the stage where you've given yourself the timeline and let's say let's let's go with both factors let's say you completed it or didn't Mm -hmm. do you find that there is a correlation to your happiness based off of that goal um yes and no I recently um as you know hit my weight loss goal that I set for myself in high school um, accidentally due to all of the stomach issues I was experiencing. Mm-hmm. And I honestly thought that that was going to feel way better than it did. Mm-hmm. Like looking on the scale and seeing that number, I was like upset. I was upset. I was mm-hmm. like, I am so upset that I've lost this much weight mm-hmm. because of the way that I lost it. 
yeah. but also like the fact that I've lost all that weight and my life wasn't better. Like my life yeah. was, I was more unhappy. Mm-hmm. I had lost the weight. I was thriving in school. Mm-hmm. My relationships were healthy, but I was so unhappy because my mm-hmm. overall health was terrible. Yeah. My stress levels were insane. My diet was awful. My sleep was terrible. My habits were terrible. Yeah. And so I'm like, how can I even want to be living this, like, life of wellness when I'm not doing anything for my health? Mm, Yeah, no, absolutely. And, like, when you look at that initial goal and you switch it into an intention of instead of a goal to be a certain number and set it to like an intention of wellness and health in a different barrier Mm -hmm. what is that what does that look like for you um thank you actually for asking because I'm really excited to talk about this (laughs) Uh, I love it um just like so for my I I try and set weekly intentions um and just my intentions are more just like how I want to show up in my life how I want to show up to myself how I want to show up to others Um, but also like how I want to nourish myself Mm -hmm. and what that kind of looks like for me. Um, right now, like nourishing myself looks like waking up in the morning at a consistent ish time. So I've been trying to get up at nine every day because I use that hour in the morning for myself to do my meditating, to do my journaling, to do my reading, to do my coffee, but also, like, my morning movement. Mm-hmm. One, like, something that I've always really struggled with is, like, fitting in exercise. And I know you're supposed to exercise, like, a certain amount a week for just your general health, according to science, whatever. But that doesn't work for me. And I feel like I'm hitting a wall sometimes when it comes to, like, exercising out or exercising, like, hard, if that makes sense. Mm. And so in the morning, I'll do, like, five... I'll put my favorite song on, and I'll literally just dance in the mirror for five minutes. And it's honestly, like... That's a lot of cardio. Dancing kills you, especially when you're fully into it. (laughs) Drop it to the floor. Every time it says, hey, drop it to the floor, I'm like, I'm on the ground. And then I'm trying to get back up again. It's like doing burpees, but with Mr. 305. I need everyone (laughs) to just, like, take a moment to realize that Steph has decided over the last few months to choreograph her own dance moves and it's something that everyone needs to see and honestly I am making this for her right now this she hasn't even consented (laughs) yet but um if we get enough people to want to watch it she will make a music video for everyone I will 110% (laughs) think about that very strongly because I have been choreographing my own dance moves and they're terrible um but just honestly like things like that like I know I need to drink more water so I try and make my water fun you know, like I'll add like a raspberry and a lime wedge and some like I'll do a fun cup and I'll make sure I'm drinking like water before mm. I have my coffee because I know that I have too much coffee or something that I've been working on and it's been actually changing my life is like doing the hard thing, Yeah. which sounds silly and the hard thing can vary, but like, and this is going to sound so silly, but like something I said to you earlier, just something as simple as putting my jacket away, like, as soon as I get home, putting it immediately in my closet instead of resting it on my chair. Or, that is hard, actually, to do. Right? Yeah, like, I, I really get that. Or, like, getting up in the morning, and the first thing I'll do is open my blinds. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, like, walk into my bathroom, and I'll brush my teeth, and then I'll make my bed. And that is something that I've never done before, which sounds silly, but, like, I would get up in the morning, panic, 
panic, get ready, panic, mm-hmm. get changed, throw my covers over my bed, and then I would run out of the house and I would be frazzled for the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, so I'm just trying to be more mindful in my life. I'm just trying to live my life more intentionally mm-hmm. and trying to be more present yeah. in my experiences um, and just kind of working on my relationship with myself. Do you find that when you're setting your, like, intentions instead of your goals that it's kind of leading you into a more positive headspace? Yes, 100%. Um, I think when I think about intentions, I think about what type of person do I want to show up as? How does that person act? How does that person treat others? How does that person treat themselves? And so for me, something I've really struggled with is boundaries with myself. And so one of my intentions for this year is really coming to terms with and and working with my relationship with myself and knowing mm. that that is a valid relationship and that my time is really my own mm-hmm. and that my life is mine and my life is not shared. I can choose what parts of it I want to share with others, yeah. but I can also choose what parts of it I'd like to keep to myself. Mm-hmm. And I think being a very extroverted person who loves sharing everything about her life, like that's been kind of hard for me to scale back on yeah. because I realize that like I don't need the validation that I was searching for so desperately before because I've learned to find I've learned to find it within myself. I'm still working on that and yeah. that sounds kind of like, I think that's silly, fair. but like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's a hard thing to honestly like get very, to. Very, so very, very as, hard. As like easy and generic as it can sound, like I think that that's actually one of the hardest things to get to. Yeah. Forget it and never yeah. ask you it again. Fair enough. It's <laughs> it will it will it will slip and then I'll be I will I'll be gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was about shame and if you feel like you're not meeting your intentions for the week, how do you? I don't know what the word is like cope with that like do you shame yourself for this or like what does that look like that is a brilliant question you asked um (laughs) me too (laughs) I think something that I really intention setting versus goal setting is Mm -hmm. that as long as you kind of keep your intentions in mind Mm -hmm. you can't fail it's not like a pass or fail thing and it's not like a goal that you're reaching because it's just something that you're doing every day every moment and I feel like it's similar to meditation in the sense where You know how in meditation people feel like they're failing because, like, they think things (laughs) and they're like, I'm so bad at this because I'm having all of these thoughts? Yeah. I think it's something that is just, like, notice your thought when it comes up and try not to engage with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas, like, with intention setting, it's kind of the same thing where it's like, okay, like, I want to live my life with more compassion. How can I show myself compassion? What does that look like for me? Does that look like staying in bed for 10 more minutes? Does that look like um, eating more of a bland meal because I know that certain spices are upsetting my stomach at the moment. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that is um, self-compassion that I never would have even considered to be an act of self-compassion before. Um, And so I don't quite feel shame around my intentions because I know that I'm I'm doing the best that I can. Yeah. And this is not something that I will reach. It's a way of living and something I will continue to work on and work towards and the person I want to be will kind of change as I change and so I feel like when you think about it that way you kind of quiet shame 
you know, shame kind of takes a backseat because it's like, oh, wait, I'm not needed here right now. Um, and that's, yeah, something that I have found to be really helpful. How did you find the month of January? Like, how did you find it was keeping up with your goals and your intentions and any pushbacks that you might have experienced from this month, especially with how heavily the narrative of wellness and health is pushed in January in terms of like being the best you you can be. Like, what did that look like for you? I think that is one of my favorite questions because honestly... January felt like an extremely long month, mm -hmm. which in the best way. I agree, actually, in the yeah. best way. Like, in the best way. So, like, I definitely found challenges in different aspects, and I think I've mentioned this before now that, like, I'm such a people pleaser, and that's something I really wanted to work on, mm -hmm. and, like, my intentions were to be able to, like, let go of my situations. I can't automatically have control over so that is a huge that is a huge thing yeah so that's hard obviously how as you, it is how did you work through that like how did you kind of come to that conclusion but also what was that like for you um honestly I came to the conclusion because I felt every time I've had various situations where I needed to let go because I can't have control over it and my anxiety gets increased to a maximum. Yeah. <laughs> like, I will lay in bed and overthink the silliest of things and be like, I don't even know. Like, and I'm just so aware that I cannot control it, so I really came to a conclusion that the only resolution in that situation is let it go until I'm able to. That's kind of amazing, though. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Like, <laughs> knowing that, like, everything everything you can't control is really out of your hands. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, especially within this month, again, just feeling so long and so many things happened, I think that I really realized in different situations what I need and how to communicate that, but communicate it to a point where, like, I'm not crossing someone else's boundaries as well. So... If I feel like I've communicated everything I need in a situation and it's just not feeling reciprocated in that moment per se and maybe in the future it will or maybe it won't, is to honestly just let it go and focus on what I can do within my life to fulfill that almost, I don't want to say void, but I'm going to use void, the void that I feel like I'm missing in that moment. So mm. how can I fulfill it for myself? without allowing my exterior complexes or exterior anything to fill that for me. I love that. Like, instead of, ex like, searching for that external validation from somebody or from a situation or from an outcome, you're like, I'm going to release it. Absolutely. And it's going to work out the way it's going to work out, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fill my own cup in whatever way I can. I love that. Yeah. And I think that that was something really hard for me to come to terms with because up until probably the last year I felt it in so yeah, maybe a little longer than that um <laughs> I, when I look at that I've I've felt control in certain aspects that I maybe don't in the last year um so like learning how to maneuver that 
Can you give me an example of that? Like something that maybe in the last year you really struggled with, but recently you've been able to address the situation differently or handle it in a slightly different way. Um, yeah, if you don't mind like unpacking like what that kind of looks for you. Oh my gosh, I'd love to. So like, this is something that we'll definitely in our later segments get deeper into, but mm-hmm. like to give kind of a nice overview, like relationships, like humans, yes, people, friendships, um, romantic relationships, <laughs> interpersonal yeah. relationships. Absolutely. And I feel like the older sometimes we get, the more difficult things can be. We're so busy and like so much going on and like not to mention we're living in a pandemic and how that mm-hmm. affects people in so many different capacities yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like definitely have moments of feeling lonely and I'm so used to being around people 24-7. I like, you know that already, Mm -hmm. like, but Mm -hmm. I love people. I need to be around people. I love, I need, I I shouldn't say need, but I used to need validation from my friends, but I, I don't know how to explain it, but like without being too pushy about it, but I would find ways to get it. Tell me more about that because I really feel like Seeking validation in your relationships is such a shared experience. Mm -hmm. Like, that desperate, sometimes, like, animalistic urge Mm -hmm. for validation consumes you. Yeah, absolutely. Or it consumes me at times, I know for sure, where it's the only thing I can think about is Mm -hmm. feeling like I need someone to tell me how worthy I am Mm -hmm. or how, how much they care about me or that. Like, my... Mm-hmm. My presence or what I have to offer is of some sort of value, and then I feel a lot better about that. So I would love to know more. <laughs> oh my goodness, absolutely. Like, I can genuinely say that I'm extremely lucky in the sense that I've always had at least a few people to just, like, lean on at all points in time and be so openly myself with and be like hey I literally feel horrible like I need to pick me up Mm -hmm. um in a sense where obviously you know because you're like you're like that person that I'm always going to I'm like hey please like I need to pick me up sos Mm -hmm. but in a sense where I feel like in the last couple years we've found ways to do that while still staying in our boundaries yeah so that's important but I can genuinely say that I've been in relationships (laughs) that cross my boundaries and I'm Mm -hmm. very certain that I probably cross people's boundaries too because boundaries are hard to set and hard to be aware of when you don't know someone's boundaries. Totally and I think you bring up an absolutely excellent point about boundaries where it's hard to like hard to honor somebody's boundaries when you don't know that they're there when you don't know that they're there excuse me Mm -hmm. and I think this is actually a really big issue in our society we're not taught to set boundaries Mm -hmm. um we're not taught to set boundaries with ourselves or in our relationships. And I think there's been this idea that if we give our all to someone, that's almost us being selfless. Mm. Or if we do, uh, uh, if we consistently go above and beyond for somebody, but to the point where it actually hurts us, like that's toxic to ourselves and to them. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that's something that we should really be teaching children. We should be teaching it from, like, children. Like, these are your boundaries. 
honor how you're feeling, honor, honor your space, honor your relationship with yourself and honor the boundaries of others. Oh my goodness. Communicate your, like your boundaries clearly and effectively, Mm -hmm. like protect your energy. Mm -hmm. I think it's such a huge, a huge thing that we're missing. And so many people are missing and they're feeling so drained and overwhelmed. And it's because they don't have any boundaries within themselves or in their relationships. And Mm -hmm. so they're giving their all to a situation that's not serving them. Ooh, for sure. And that's so true. And, like, I can definitely can contest to the fact that I've seen it in my own life so many times. Again, I... <laughs> one of the biggest people pleasers I know is myself. Like, I... <laughs> You're one of the biggest people pleasers that I know. <laughs> I'm sure every single person who knows me, like, yeah. can genuinely say that. Genuinely. Like, genuinely. When, I, like, think yeah, of, for when sure. I think of you being a people pleaser, I can think of a couple different situations, but the most clear situation that comes to mind is you literally running around Earl's, literally helping out every single server, clearing everybody's tables, like literally running everybody's food. And then you're like, oh, wait, I have to ring in my own orders. And also like, I have to go run my own food. But I think that's <laughs> no a real... does it for me, but it, I did it but for everyone. Yeah. Exactly. And I think the reason that the example stands out so clearly for me is because that example can translate into real life yeah. so easily. For like sure. you're always running, not you personally, but I also you personally yeah. um, are always running around trying to help everybody else, hoping to maybe receive an ounce of that help back where it's like, mm-hmm. I've helped all of these people. I've, I've, I've done all of this work. Like, can somebody just run one of my drinks? Yeah. Can somebody just quality check my table? Can somebody not? And you know what? Even it's not even that. It's just thank you for doing that. Oh, like the acknowledgement of and and that's not the reason that you're doing it, but it 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 also is part of the reason why you do it before you do your own. Oh, for sure. And, like, I feel like that goes right back and that takes a full circle right there and shows you how I've looked to seek for validation. Yeah. In friendships, for sure. Um, so, actually, I'm really happy that you returned back to that. So, how, how has that been... How have you found that experience moving away from your people-pleasing tendencies? And also, how have you found setting boundaries within yourself has been and in your relationships? I think something that's really important that I've found is even well, I'm, let's per se, okay, example would be, like, I'm in a heightened state of emotion, mm-hmm. and, like, I don't know how you're feeling in that moment, and I'd text you and be like, hey, what's your, like, capacity at right now? I feel like that kind of just sets a standard yes. to be, like, where are you at? Because if you're, like, my cup's so full, I feel, like, horrible, I mean, again, I am lucky enough that I can turn to someone else or, like, honestly, like, therapy, which I really recommend to every single person. Therapy is phenomenal. But, again, like, I can turn to someone else if they have their cup less full and are able to just, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, 20-minute vent. Yep. Probably longer, considering it's me, and I will talk about it for, like, 10 years. Fair enough. Um, But, yeah, I think that just, like, turning that and, like, acknowledging someone else Mm -hmm. and their boundaries too Mm -hmm. and then be like okay they'll probably look at that and next time that happens turn around and say that or I could be like actually my boundaries are this right now I think that's a really really incredible practice that we've introduced into our friendship Mm -hmm. um and a lot of other relationships in our lives is hey how are you like checking in being like 
do you have the capacity? Where are you at? Where's your mental energy at? Like, Mm -hmm. do you have the capacity for me to vent right now? Yeah, absolutely. Do you have the capacity for me to just unload on you? And just really taking the time to check in, I think has been such a game changer in, in so many different ways, but just honoring, like practicing honoring boundaries. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And again, like, yeah, full circle on that one. It's just like, I feel like my way of looking at things is you kind of get what you give, but, Mm -hmm. like, not in general as, like, you get what you give to other people, too, but you get what you give to yourself. Yes. And, like, that's something that has been a huge, like, both intention and a goal I've set for myself is, like, I need to do check-ins with myself, too. Absolutely. And, yeah, and figure that out because I feel like when I'm – at my best Mm -hmm. is when I'm able to understand where I'm at and what's going on with me and that's when I'm most able to give which clearly I like to do (laughs) but I think you bring up an incredible point is when you when you finally decide that you want to focus on the relationship with you and check in with yourself and Mm -hmm. nurture yourself and honor your needs and listen to your body and listen to what you need in each and every moment and just I think that and also just living intentionally mm-hmm. has absolutely changed my relationships because I now have the energy and the time to come back to myself and mm-hmm. fill my own cup and then give that love back to other people because mm-hmm. I've been able to love my been able to love myself yeah um which I think is I think is kind of hard it's definitely hard to do mm-hmm. um but I think a bit of the disconnect between when people are like just love yourself like show yourself self-love it's like mm-hmm. you think that that's just affirmations or oh, yeah. my previous experience with the idea of just loving yourself was like looking at myself in the mirror and being like no I love you like you're beautiful, you're you're worthy, you're kind, mm-hmm. you know. But now, loving myself means going to bed at a decent hour, drinking the water that I need in the day, mm-hmm. nourishing my body with foods that make me feel good, but like make me feel good physically and emotionally. Yeah. Um, getting that daily movement in, I think, is an act of self self-love mm-hmm. um doing the hard things getting my homework done sometimes is an act of self-love but also like knowing that everything is a learning opportunity mm-hmm. and something that I've found has been really influential in my life is like slowing down oh yeah like you know me I'm I move 400 miles a minute and I do everything chaotically like I know (laughs) I know that that's the perfect word to describe me (laughs) in so many different capacities like I am chaotic like there is chaotic energy that just is always flowing around me I mean like in the best way possible totally (laughs) but I think it it really is just me being like wait slow down in this moment Mm -hmm. I used to do my skincare like so aggressively and so like just to get it over and done with Mm -hmm. and now I like this is going to sound, like, silly, but it's not, like, 
taking the time to like slow down and like move my hands in a circular motion in a slower motion mm-hmm. and just paying attention to like how I feel when I do it and how it feels on my cheeks. Yeah. It's calming. I feel so good. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this is so nice. I give myself a little like jaw massage. I'm like massaging my cheekbones. I'm like, wow, pampering. But it's not even that I'm going out of my way to do something. It's yeah. that's literally me just slowing my life down yeah. and being intentional about the things that I'm doing. That's literally it. It's just intention. Yeah. And absolutely. I feel like intention can also like be living in the present. Absolutely. Like, I feel like intention so much, I'm going to repeat myself, but, like, instead of living in the future where goals are, Mm -hmm. and, like, in six weeks, I want to have my A, B, and C done, and I'm going to have a million dollars by then, like, you're always focusing on what the end result is, where an intention is so much. Like, what am I going to do in this very moment to make myself Mm -hmm. feel better and go towards maybe even a goal and Mm -hmm. I feel like so many more like quote-unquote goals are achieved Mm -hmm. based off of the intention without even probably realizing it sometimes yeah and I think um you bring up a really good point where it's it's really just like is about living in the moment and enjoying and being present in every moment because that's really like that's life like, life is the little moments. Life is not the goals. Like, the goals don't make the life. hmm Absolutely. And, like, could you imagine... I mean, I can because, like, my life was like this where I was always like, what's next? What's next? What's next? Yeah. And this is my goal and I'm not achieving mm-hmm. my goal and I'm clearly a failure because I'm not achieving my goal. And, honestly, that's the worst mindset I've ever had was setting either potentially realistic goals and not achieving them or setting unrealistic goals and never going to be able to achieve them and then making myself feel horrible about Mm -hmm. something that really I missed all the things that were happening in my present life that were so beautiful and so important Mm -hmm. because I was so goal-centered instead. Yeah like where you didn't realize how special the moments were that were happening to you because you were mm-hmm. focused on achieving some goal that you felt was going to bring you happiness when happiness was there. Yeah. Or not even happiness. I think um I think when you're really present in the moment and you're really focusing on just being here, it's it's not even happiness, it's contentment. Yeah, and I think that's like a really beautiful way to put it too because I feel like a lot of us miss out on moments of contentment and moments of peacefulness within just ourselves and especially because we're living in a really weird time Mm -hmm. of this pandemic and honestly probably a lot of our old outlets maybe even same outlets aren't really available at Mm -mm. all points in time to everyone so like to touch on that I was going to ask you like where do you set your intentions now in comparison to where you would set your intentions if life was, like, quote-unquote normal, and have you found that you have more time to focus on your intentions right now? Yes. Actually, I think my intentions are more relevant to my life and my lifestyle now than they would have been outside of the pandemic. Um, not outside of the pandemic, but I there, I just, I didn't, I didn't ever think to slow down, and I didn't think that anything was 
wrong. Not that it's really, not that I was living my life wrong before, but I didn't see the ways in which my toxic behavior was hurting me. Mm -hmm. Um, a really good example of that is my stress related stomach aches. Um, and all of my stress related health issues, um, those were taking over my life because I, I wasn't addressing them and I wasn't addressing the ways the toxicity was building up. And I didn't realize how unhealthy my, my coping mechanisms were. I didn't realize how greatly eating outside of my dietary restrictions hurt my life. Like I didn't realize how my stomach and and my digestion influenced my emotions and my mood and my self-esteem so tightly like they were so tightly um correlated that I couldn't be happy because I was always I was always physically upset <laughs> like I was mm-hmm. always physically ill or physically stressed like my body was always upset and so the like going into lockdown like that I had to slow down. Like I physically had to slow down. And as I slowed down and I just kind of started paying attention, um, I was like, oh wait, like my, my stomach actually really, really hurts. Like this is actually a really serious thing. Oh, my stress levels are actually really, really high. Oh, my cortisol levels are abnormally high. Oh, I should probably address this. I should probably start working through these health issues and it was it was through that that I I started to be more grateful of my health and for what my body was doing for me and the ways that my biting was the, the way that my body was fighting for me and fighting for us and um and I think as I started practicing more gratitude like the desire to live my life with more intention, um, just kind of came naturally. And it, it kind of was, um, he- about healing and, and about just like letting whatever comes up to the surface, come up to the surface. And just, just really being curious about that, being curious about what's coming up for me and maybe why it's coming up for me and where that would have stemmed from and how I can address that or, What's another way to to maybe view this situation? Am I viewing it through a lens of old habits or toxic behavior? Um, or am I viewing it from a lens of growth and acceptance and compassion and, and love? Um, and so I think coming back to intentions, I, sorry, I went off on a little bit of a tangent there, but it really was, okay, how do I want to show up in my life? How do I want to show up for myself? How do I want to show up for others? Okay, I want to show up more compassionately. I want to show up in love. I want to show up with intention every day. Like I want to be present every day for the people in my life because that's what they deserve. Mm -hmm. And that's what I deserve. So just to kind of wrap this up, what did you learn this month that you're going to be taking with you into February? I think my favorite thing that I learned this month is to live intentionally. Honestly, to live in my present moment and to be able to have more focus 
on internal, like, my internal self instead Mm -hmm. of my constant exterior and what's going on around me, even though that's obviously important as well, but just to be able to find that proper balance. And even when I notice that I'm starting to shift back to the way I used to view things or do things, to be aware of it and Mm -hmm. mindful and know that nothing is going to be always linear, especially within growth. Yes, that is such a good point. Yeah. Such a good point. Definitely that for Mm -hmm. me. How about for you, though? Um, honestly, really similar. I think, um, constantly being aware of where I'm putting my energy and reevaluating my boundaries and something that's really come up for me with work is, yes, I often feel overwhelmed at work and I often feel stressed out at work, but realizing that everyone is having their own experiences and that everyone is dealing with internal struggles, not even struggles, but just everyone is dealing with their own self and oftentimes we interpret situations from where we're at. And sometimes we might be in a more negative headspace and so we take everything more negatively when really that wasn't the intention of the other person. And I think it's really, like, that's something that I'm really focusing on moving forward is, like, I can only control myself and I can only control how I perceive the situation. And so if I want to view my life through a lens of love and through a lens of everyone is kind and compassionate and everyone is doing the best that they can in this moment, that makes me more compassionate to myself and that makes me more compassionate to those around me. Um, And that's kind of helped me not take things personally and that's helped me let go of things that I can't control and that's also helped me focus my energy back into myself. It really, really has. And I think that's going to be my my lesson moving into February is how can I continue to continue to be aware of and how can I continue to honor my needs? I think that was so well put. And <laughs> honestly, just like gave me chills. Like I literally loved that so much. Like I was just sitting here just like in awe. Like I wish anyone could see the way we're like sitting right now. I'm just We're just oh gazing at each other. <laughs> How beautiful. I just I don't know. I think that was so well put. Um I'm impressed. Thank you. Thoroughly. Um do you have any like takeaways for our listeners for how to be more intentional, like in your day-to-day? That's a good question. Honestly, like for me, it's really just I like to put my phone down when I'm, like, with other people. Like, Mm -hmm. I like, if say I'm, like, hanging out, like, when you and I are hanging out, like, I don't like to be on my phone. I like to just have our quality time. Or, like, when I'm by myself, like, I like to be, like, what am I feeling right now? Or just, like, ask myself a daily kind of question and be, like, what am I feeling? And Mm -hmm. honestly, like, yesterday, I was lying on my floor and I'm, like, I just want to dance. So I put on a song and I'm, like, this is just what is making me feel good in, like, this time. And, again, like, exactly the way you put it, that is so impossible to constantly be living in, like, a a moment and feeling good about all these things because, like, 
anxiety is so real mm-hmm. and so many things are so real of being life like, stressors life stress show so up real. out of the goddamn blue On. and some of those life stressors i swear to god they take you by the ponytail they smack yeah. you right down against the ground face oh, first yeah. and then they take you and they smack you down on the back yeah and then they smack you back on the face and then they smack you back down. So, moral of the story, story not smory. Moral of the story is you're going to get smacked that yeah. all on the yeah. floor. It's that. <laughs> Anyways, that hurt me to... Then I'm going to have to hear that back. And that's going to hurt me again. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, definitely realizing life smacks you, as I think that might be your favorite word in yep. this last sentence here. But... <laughs> I'm just really speaking from personal experience from the past Honestly, 48 hours. <laughs> Which I think is something really important to note. Like, our lives, although we are talking about them like they are beautiful and grand and magnificent, and Mm -hmm. which they are, they also (laughs) suck a lot. And also, life is really stressful all the time. And life breaks your heart. People break your heart. Mm -hmm. Disappointment grips you by the throat often. <laughs> like <laughs> just to like balance that moment. Like I know. as much as like that definitely does it, I think it's so important to find like the people and the things in your life that like balance that out because like that's an excellent choice you can't control all the shit things that are gonna happen because inevitably it's gonna happen and honestly we can't control everything but to be able to find something that like you can either look to as an outlet to make you feel better or like honestly cry it out first yeah like just have that moment to feel that a million and ten times because like feelings are so important and we should feel all of our feels we should feel all of our feels i think that's (laughs) i also cut you off and I can't remember wh- what you were saying, and I feel so bad. I'm no, so that's, sorry. That's so, so fine. Honestly, I'm just dying because that was so funny. But yeah, absolutely. We'll definitely touch on feelings because that's a really big topic. But I think actually next week would be a brilliant time to touch on topics. Touch on topics and touch on feelings. <laughs> touch on feelings. Touch on feelings. Sorry. I think that's honestly great. Yeah. Definitely um, feelings. Because we have a lot of them. And I feel like we talk about our feelings so much. So much. And I think it's really important. Yeah. So I love this. This is our segue into us telling you guys about all of our feelings. <laughs> that and our segue into be like, listen to us on the next episode. That would be me. <laughs> um also, I feel like we should probably just say this, and I feel like we'll probably say this in our intro episode, but in case we don't get around to doing that before we post this, we are not professionals. I feel like that's pretty clear in the way that we talk, but this is purely based off of our personal experiences mm-hmm. and trial and error and the life lessons that we've learned. Um, so please keep that in mind as you hopefully continue listening to us. Um, because we definitely have learned a lot of valuable, really, really hard lessons, especially when it comes to um, picking ourselves up off rock bottom. Yeah. After a couple boulders have fallen on top of your head. Uh, <laughs> just to get graphic, just in case you were wondering. Yeah, just in case you were wondering. But um, we're also really open to starting conversations. So if you feel like there's a topic or something you want to talk about, Message us on Instagram, send us our podcast, email us, get it, like get connected. We want to start these conversations. We mm-hmm. want to carry on these conversations. We want to learn and grow always. We yeah. want to hear what you think 
what your opinions are. Do you disagree? Have you found a way that works better for you? Mm-hmm. Could you could you could you provide a suggestion? Could you provide some critique? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, call us out if you want. Tell us what you like and don't like, and like honestly, like both of us will talk about anything, and we will even no matter what. We talk about everything and anything, and mm-hmm. very openly. And mm-hmm. I think we're both very open to letting you know about what happens in our own lives. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been very noticed, and we, yeah. have, a, we <laughs> have a lot to say. And we're both very comfortable being um, uh, very vulnerable and yeah. very transparent. This is true. Because um, neither of us really feel embarrassment no, um, too get deeply. No, to know us. <laughs> yeah, so ask us anything, really. Um, yeah. So uh, catch us next week, because honestly, maybe not next week, but like catch us on our next episode, because like we have a lot more to say, and we're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> with good points (laughs) we are we are hilarious hot hot is obvious hilarious is not so obvious so gotta tune in and listen anyways guys uh have a good week